With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. That didn't take long. Yesterday at this time, we were telling you about the Patriots and Bill Belichick parting ways. Patriots have their new head coach, Gerard Mayo. No need to go through a lengthy hiring process, according to Ian Rappaport of NFL Network. They established a firm contractual succession plan in a prior contract and communicated that to the NFL. So Gerard Mayo takes over. It was in his contract that he was going to take over for Bill Belichick. Did Bill Belichick know that it was in Gerard Mayo's contract that he was going to succeed Bill Belichick? Also, you normally don't hire the coach and then hire a GM because Bill Belichick's been that GM. I'm curious about that as we move forward with the Patriots. Welcome to the show. It's a meet Friday. Gang's all here, including Fritzy. Traegers are fired up. Italian beef sandwiches today and waffle fries. Who has it better than we do? Nobody. All righty. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. This first hour brought to you by TireRack.com, the official tire expert of the Dan Patrick Show. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan, the easy-to-use tire decision guide. See the full lineup of Han Kook tires, special offers, and ask about mobile tire installation. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Poll question, play of the day, stat of the day, all of that coming up here. First hour, good morning. Those watching on Peacock, thank you for downloading the app. And uh, coming up, our good buddy Ross Tucker will stop by, and Big Mike Golick will join us coming up as well. Plan your weekend accordingly. Saturday, Browns, Texans, Dolphins, Chiefs. Sunday, Steelers, Bills, Packers, Cowboys, Rams, Lions. And yes, there is a Monday night game, the Eagles at the Buccaneers. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Seton, let's start off with a poll question today. Oh my gosh, I, we got so many poll questions today, I don't even know where to start. You want to start with, how about this, Paul or Todd? Who I need to get rid of? Yes, who are you oh. firing today? Surprise! <laughs> All right. <laughs> I get to eat first, right? You do. Okay. Paulie, it was a good run. We had a hell of a run. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. I think you could take it. Yeah. I can't fire. The time. only thing that could be more surprising over after the last 24 hours was you firing people here today. <laughs> we would do a press conference like <laughs> Belichick and crap. Yes. I would do like four minutes, thank a few people, no emotion whatsoever, and then I hand it off to you. There you go. Yeah, they wrapped it up in about 10 minutes there. 
I think it was a total of 10 minutes when uh, Robert Kraft, Mr. Kraft, those in the business like to call him, uh, and uh, Bill Belichick. An entire career. That's, you know, Bill, why don't you talk a little bit, and then uh, Robert, you talk a little bit, and then we'll wrap it up there. That's it. There's, uh, there's no farewell tour. There's none of that. But if you're Belichick, I'll go back to the interview I did with Tom Brady at the Super Bowl when the Patriots lost to the Eagles. And prior to that game, during the week, I got a chance to sit down with Brady for about 20 minutes. And at one point, I asked him, I said, do you ever see you and Bill Belichick getting together when this is all said and done? And you're going to open up the scrapbook. And he looked at me and he paused and he goes, no. <laughs> he like, no, that'll never happen. Now, could it happen? Sure. But at the time, you know, Tom was saying that's not what he does. He doesn't open up the scrapbook and reminisce and probably is not going to be comfortable doing that anytime soon because he's on to his next job. And that's the Patriots were on to their next coach. Belichick is on to his next job. And that's why it was 10 minutes. Let's kind of go through the motions here. Nobody's asking any questions. We say nice things about each other. So we've had a couple of these here where Seattle with Pete Carroll, kind of nice. And, uh, you know, hey, we're going to keep you in the franchise maybe and an advisor, even though he still wanted to coach. Mike Vrabel, that was not the case. By the way, what's more surprising, Gerard Mayo got the job or Mike Vrabel didn't get the job? I don't even know if they talked to Mike Vrabel. Well, why would they talk to Mike Vrabel if it's in Gerard Mayo's contract? He's getting the job when Bill Belichick moves on. Yeah, Paulie. Diana, Diana Rossini, uh, the uh, NFL reporter, said they interviewed nobody. They talked to nobody. It was Gerard Mayo. They, they talked to no other candidates, including uh, Vrabel. Yeah. So that was a little bit surprising that you're not even talking to him, but then why would you talk to him if it's already in Gerard Mayo's contract there? All right. Uh, what else do we have poll question-wise there? Well, why don't we start here then? We'll start looking at some games maybe. Right. Um, how about biggest trap game this weekend? Ooh, trap There's game. a couple of tricky matchups this weekend. Trap game. Yes. That could have further implications okay. uh, that would lead to a second poll. Ooh. But Packers at Cowboys, that might be a trickier game. Well, the result could be really tricky. If the Cowboys would happen to lose... Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I don't I don't know if Mike McCarthy can survive that. So I got a quarterback who is getting his first full season on the road, and they go into Dallas to win his first playoff game. Dallas undefeated at home, a different team at home. DraftKings has you favored by seven and a half. Yeah, that one's that one's tough. Feels like there'd be fallout when that. What about Buffalo against Pittsburgh? If mm. Buffalo loses at home, they're a double-digit favorite. Mm. Weather's going to be an issue there. Steelers don't care about weather. No, they don't. They're the Steelers. They don't care. No, they don't. Uh, any other trap games here? How about the Eagles uh, Bucks? Mm. row. Row. Well, it still comes down to this. If you are going to fire your coach, who are you hiring? You know, that 
New England knew what they were doing. They had Gerard Mayo, and they you know had no other question marks. He's been in the organization. He played for the Patriots, and he had been there as an assistant coach. And they, you know, judging from the uh, fallout here from a lot of people, a lot of players, current and former players, they made the right call. And I said that yesterday. If you're going to replace Bill Belichick. Are you bringing in somebody? The only other name you could bring in, I think, that people would go, okay, he's ready for that job was Mike Vrabel because he was a Patriot, went back there, got honored by the Patriots during the season. But Gerard Mayo, to me, was now we realize it's a rebuild. And now we have a young coach. I think he's 37. And you're going to have a rookie coach, and you're probably going to have a rookie quarterback in there. Let's grow together. Mike Vrabel's going in, and all of a sudden my expectation level was a lot higher. With Gerard Mayo, I think everybody realizes now you have a rebuild here. It'll take a little bit of time. Instead of Vrabel's coming in, we expect to be in the playoffs. Now, they can say that publicly they expect to be in the playoffs. I think realistically they know that they got a a two-year rebuild here to try to figure this out. Buffalo's still going to be good. Miami's still going to be good. The Jets might figure this out. New England's got to keep pace with them. But Gerard Mayo, I like the call. The defense has been really good for the Patriots. Really good. Consistent. Now the question is, what are you going to do at the quarterbacking position? Yes, Eden. It's funny, but like Paul was just saying off air, the current coaches are becoming more fireable based on who's currently available to coach. Like Bill Belichick being theoretically available to coach now makes somebody, well, maybe we do get rid of him. Yeah. Or maybe there's somebody who really loves Mike Rabel, and they're like, ah, absolutely, I'd take him. Yeah, I would think that there are a couple of coaches that probably could exhale a month ago who can't exhale now if they happen to lose. And Mike McCarthy, could you imagine if Mike McCarthy loses this game? And and I think you have to do this what if because – we're seeing the possibilities of coaches being fired or they move on, and now you have Mike Vrabel out there, you have Pete Carroll out there, and you have Bill Belichick out there. We've never had this before. We'll never have coaches with this kind of resume all available at the same time. Just not going to. And you got an 81-year-old owner in Dallas. I don't think he would hesitate in pulling the trigger here and bring in Bill Belichick. Dan Quinn probably leaving the Cowboys. Maybe, you know, he goes back to Seattle as their head coach. But there are openings. But there's there's certain openings where you go, Pete Carroll in Carolina. Pete Carolina. See what I did with that? See what you Very nice, very nice. See what I did with that? Atlanta with Bill Belichick, which I still, I can't can't process that. It's just like, that's weird. Uh, You got the Chargers job. And then, you know, if Philly loses in Tampa, even though they're favored, do you pull the trigger on a coach who took you to the Super Bowl the previous year? Um, And then you have Dallas. I mean, there there are a couple of interesting situations here where you have to, and Buffalo. You know, Buffalo, they righted the ship because there was a moment in time where we thought, "Uh uh-oh, they're not even going to make the playoffs, but a first-round exit, double-digit favorite at home, Yes, yes, Marvin. If Dallas loses, will you be surprised if Mike McCarthy keeps his job? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think Jerry was patient to a fault, but I think he kept coaches you know, like Jason Garrett because Jerry was able to, and being fair to Jason, manipulate. Maybe he was more of a head coach 
than he would have been with somebody else who had a bigger personality. But, you know, Jerry's the GM, he's the owner, and he's the guy who does all the interviews, and he's the coach. Uh, in his mind, he's probably the de facto coach. Like, you know, I, I'm going to answer for everything, personnel decision, everything. He's involved in that. And I think, you know, given Mike McCarthy, I think Jerry probably still feels that, uh, hey, I can ma- massage the situation here. Until, if you don't win... Then does he go back to a big personality? I think we've waited for that. If you're a Cowboy fan, like you, like Jimmy Johnson was a big personality. Bill Parcells, a big personality. But then Jerry shied away from that. And even Mike McCarthy is not a big personality. He's got a very good resume. But Jerry, would he make that move? I think you factor in the, the talent on the roster, Jerry's age, and I think that he would probably bring in a new shiny object. Yes, Eaton. And Mike McCarthy's sort of perpetually been on the hot seat. I don't know that his seat has ever necessarily cooled all that much since he got there. Well, also, if he's the reason why you lose, if there's a late-game decision, clock management, and we've already seen this in previous postseason uh, games for them, that, yeah, I think so. I don't know about Buffalo. Because it felt like, okay, Sean McDermott may be on the hot seat to, nope, everything's good. Now they're playing well. Uh, you don't want to you know, face them in the playoffs. But you're favored by 10 points at home against Pittsburgh. With the weather a, fa- a factor, but a factor that's positive probably for Buffalo to be playing at home. Although they've talked about moving that game to Cleveland. Now, I'm trying to understand this because the NFL did deny it, but there was a rumor in Pittsburgh, not a report, that the NFL was considering moving that game from Buffalo because of the weather to Cleveland. And if you look at the mileage between the two cities, it's less than 200 miles from Buffalo to Cleveland, Pittsburgh to Cleveland. But what about the Buffalo fans who have tickets to the game who are then driving in a snowstorm, which to me doesn't make any sense. A a team can get in there. I got 60,000, 70,000 fans. You know, now they're going to go to Cleveland? How are they getting to Cleveland? And shouldn't we be concerned about the fans as well? Yeah, Marvin. And if the Bills lose, I could just hear Bills fans now. We lost the home game to Mason Rudolph mm. and no TJ Watt? Yes. You're right about that. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at DP show. Any other poll questions there, Seton? I got one more game to kick around. Okay. If you want. Okay. Uh, is this a trap game? It could be. Okay. It could be. I just can't tell who the trap is being set on. Uh, Rams at Lions. That's a doozy of a game right there. More pressure on Jared Goff or Matthew Stafford? Lions at home? Favored by three? Matthew Stafford coming back? First playoff game at home in over, what, three decades? Fans probably wanting to show up in Matthew Stafford Lions jerseys. Jared Goff trying to rid Detroit of the memory of Matthew Stafford as he leads them to the promised land. Yes, Eden. I don't know if Matthew Stafford any has pressure on him any longer. Okay. I think it's been completely alleviated. Okay. It worked. Okay. Yeah, I left, got a ring. Uh, sorry, I couldn't do it here, though. Okay. Does anybody think Matthew Stafford has pressure on him going back to Detroit? 
Paulie? Pressure on him not to lay an egg. If he lays an egg, uh, the people who say that he had one great season have a lot of ammunition. Yeah. It's just more of an, I guess it's more of an opportunity for golf. I mean, a huge opportunity for golf. I thought Stafford was a compiler up until he won. Total well, compiler. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he, had, he had a million great seasons. They just never won anything. A million yards. Um, Not actually a million. Just shy. I, uh, I have, uh, I don't know if it's an update on the Alabama coaching situation, but I have some, let's see, circumstantial evidence. <laughs> How about that? How about that? <laughs> I'll have that for you uh, coming up. Just getting started here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I was told yesterday that they would not be on this job search for a long period of time that probably by the weekend Alabama would have its new head coach. So I'll have the uh, updated information on their uh, coaching search for you. That'll be coming up next year, Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, we're Cavino and Rich. Fox Sports Radio every day, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. But here's the thing. We never have enough time to get to everything we want to get to. And that's why we have a brand new podcast called Overpromised. You see, we're having so much fun in our two-hour show, we never get to everything. Honestly, because this guy oh, is overpromising things we never have time for. Yeah, you blubber lips. Blaming me. Well, you know what? It's called overpromise. You should be good at it because you've been overpromising women for years. Well, it's a Cavino and Rich after show, and we want you to be a part of it. We're going to be talking sports, of course, but we're also going to talk life and relationships. And if Rich and I are arguing about something or we didn't have enough time, it will continue on our after show called Overpromised. Well, if you don't get enough Cavino and Rich, make sure you check out Overpromise and also uncensored by the way so maybe we'll go at it even a little harder it's going to be the best after show podcast of all time there you go over promising and remember you could see it on youtube but definitely join us listen to over promised with cavino and rich on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts all right everybody game off let's pause here to talk more about monopoly go i know what you're saying flag on the play you've already talked about that but there's just so much more good stuff in this game in monopoly go you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what too is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and 
holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling, only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. He's Ross Tucker, our good buddy, the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. He has got double duty on Westwood One Radio this weekend. In the booth with Kevin Harlan, Saturday night Dolphins at the Chiefs, then work in the sidelines Sunday night, Rams and the Lions. Okay, let me start with the weather in Kansas City, and what role does that play in this game? Well, first of all, Dan, you'll appreciate this because I knew I'd be getting two games this weekend. I knew one would be sideline and one would be in the booth. So when my boss, Howie Denneroff, said, Okay, Saturday night, you're in Kansas City. <laughs> I thought, oh, my <laughs> goodness. Last I checked, they're calling for negative 15. I thought he was putting me on the sideline. <laughs> Thank goodness I'll be in the booth. It has a major impact. Now, listen, I played in one of the 10 coldest games in Buffalo Bills franchise history, which, ironically, Dan, was in Cincinnati. Cincinnati's like on the Kentucky border, I had no idea it got that cold in Cincinnati. I mean, it was freezing. It was so bad that after the game, you had to start your shower almost cold, like lukewarm at best. Otherwise, your skin would sting. It would. I mean, it stung anyway, but the warmer the water, the more it would sting your skin from the frostbite. The important thing to note about the weather is the ball expands. It gets harder. It's hard as a rock. So when I was a center, Dan, I hated the colder it was because I don't have huge hands, right? So the bigger the ball would get, the harder it is, the harder it would be for me to grip. So what does that mean? That means that's an issue for the quarterbacks. It's definitely an issue for the receivers because it's like they're catching a rock that is – as hard as you can imagine, full of air. Plus, I think it leads to a couple fumbles. It's almost like you're you're carrying this uh, this balloon that's totally filled to the max, and it's it's waiting and ready to pop out. It's going to have an impact on the game for sure. And then Buffalo, ten point favorites with wind and snow up there. How does that impact that game? Probably helps the Steelers, right? I mean. Usually when you're an underdog, especially a big underdog, the worse the weather conditions are, 
the better it is because it levels the playing field a little bit. I don't know that I feel that way Saturday night with the guys flying up from Miami where it's 70-some degrees and all of a sudden having to experience that in KC. I don't care where you're from originally. It's hard to get your body acclimated to that. Whereas for the Steelers, I think it helps them, right? I mean, I don't envision them throwing the ball over the place anyway. If this becomes a game where both teams have to run the ball a lot, could be an old-school Steelers game. Najee Harris is finally, in my opinion, Dan, started to run like a Steelers running back. You know, like Barry Foster and Bam Morris and uh, Jerome Bettis. I mean, that's kind of this game the way it needs to be for the Steelers, and that's how Najee Harris has been playing. That's how the Steelers' offensive line has been blocking. I think the worse the weather is in Buffalo, the better chance the Steelers have, although it's still – very much an uphill climb for them without TJ Watt. I think I saw a stat where they're one in ten without him. The team that may have a coaching change if they lose this weekend. Who are those teams, if any? Yeah. Um, well, it sounds like there's enough speculation out there that it sounds like Dallas is one of them, and that wouldn't surprise me. I mean, if they lose at home to the Packers, I think that would be real bad for Mike McCarthy because there was already some speculation that they might do something last offseason. I think McDermott probably solidified his position based on these last five games, winning the division, getting a home playoff game, number two seed. But if he lost to the Steelers, there might be some questions asked. And then the last one, because I, you know, I do a lot of stuff in Philadelphia, they're asking it a lot in Philadelphia right now, is Nick Sirianni. Now, that would surprise me, but the last couple games, I mean, this stretch, it's been bad, really bad. If they go out there on Monday night and lay an egg and lose by 20 points, well, then Howie Roseman, the GM, Jeffrey Lurie, the owner, they're going to have to figure out what the heck happened here where the team went from 10-1 and to totally falling apart, and then they have to decide whether or not Sirianni and whoever you would hire Maybe for both coordinator positions, certainly you would think defensive coordinator, whether or not Sirianni is the right person to get this thing going back on track and and get the right coordinator hires. He's Ross Tucker, Westwood One CBS sports analyst and former offensive lineman, spent one season with the New England Patriots. Obviously very emotional for you, for Bill Belichick to uh, step down there, I'm guessing, right? All your great memories with Bill Belichick? I, I think you might have asked me this before. I think he said something to me three or four times the whole time. When I first got signed that day, he walked up the steps in like the theater room, the team room, and uh, I stood up to shake his hand, and all he said was, you don't need to get up. That was it. You don't need to get up. Like, I don't even think he said hi. Um, one time, that first week of practice, I fell on the ground, and he had this unbelievable ability, Dan, to like say something to you without even looking at you or letting people know he was he walked by me and all I heard was somebody in the corner of my ear say stay off the effing ground will you <laughs> that's it that was it it was really it was a bonding experience um a couple weeks later we played the jags in the playoffs and my my college teammate was starting at center and he said again walked by never made eye contact we got half the freaking princeton team in this game okay <laughs> and then uh, and then they traded me and I actually talked to him for the first time. They traded me. I went in his office and everything. I sat down. He told me why they were trading me to Cleveland. So, yeah, it was emotional. Um, all the pictures, all the memories, the moments we have. I will say this, though, Dan, in all sincerity, 
Man, I got a lot of questions about this. So now it comes out that it was written into Mayo's contract that he was Belichick's successor, right? I guess I'm assuming that Belichick knew about that and was okay with that, but it's still a little awkward, right? I mean, if you're the successor, don't you want to take over and start making the six million or eight million, whatever it says in the contract? Like Mayo's probably making a million bucks, maybe two. And it probably says in the contract, well, when you take over, you're making six, seven, or eight, whatever it is. Don't you want that to happen as soon as possible? Yeah, but it was like, written into the contract. You don't want to coach three more years? No, it was written into the contract 2024 was when this was supposed to take place, that he would take over for Belichick next season. And therefore, they probably thought when they signed this deal that Belichick would surpass Don Shula in the all-time victory list. Uh, but still, if you're Belichick you're you're signing up for that, literally signing up for that, that you and the Patriots at some point know you're going to part ways here. He was trying to keep his job, I think, for maybe one more year, but, you know, it's written in Mayo's contract, so he got the succession plan. So it was just kind of strange that Belichick would then just move on from the Patriots after 2024. Yeah, and I'd also say this, Dan, I, I think it's a missed opportunity by the Patriots, right? What's so interesting is that when you play in New England, and I was there 05 and then 06, all they talk about is the process, the process, the process, right? It's not about the results. It's about the process. I'm a little surprised, Dan, that the Patriots didn't use this opportunity to at least interview some other guys. I mean, they've been bad the last few years. Why not pick the brains of some of these coaching candidates and say, what the heck do you think is going on with us? Like, why, why are we so bad? What would you do, Ben Johnson or Mike Vrabel? Like, whoever, what would you do if we made you the head coach to just give the job to Mayo? And by the way, everybody raves about him. I don't know him that well, but literally everybody says he's awesome, great guy. Maybe he'll be an awesome coach. But I'm just surprised that such a process-oriented franchise didn't interview anybody. Because also, if you interview people – Dan, then you can say, yeah, we interviewed these six guys, but Mayo was clearly the best. Instead, if you just give it to Mayo, man, if he gets off to a bad start or if things don't go well, you're really opening yourself up to heavy criticism regarding the process or lack thereof. Well, also, you're going to have a rookie coach who's never been a head coach, and you're probably going to have a rookie quarterback in there, maybe again. Now, I know it worked for Houston, but they're an outlier when it comes to a rookie coach and a rookie quarterback. And, Dan, you're hiring the head coach before you hire the GM, yeah. which creates a very unique dynamic, right? Like, usually the GM is kind of the coach's boss because the GM is looking out not only for the short-term interest of the, of the franchise, but the long-term. Whoever they hire as GM, they're not Mayo's boss. I mean, that... Mayo is going to be part of hiring them. I mean, and they had nothing to do with Mayo getting hired. It's a really strange dynamic, if you ask me. The most attractive coaching vacancy is what? I think it's I think it's hard not to say the Chargers. And, and I'm aware of their cap issues for next year, but you can manipulate the cap a lot. You can you can restructure contract. Look, they could just take all the pain this year and then be good to go 2025 and beyond. Or they can restructure guys, manipulate guys. 
what's the thing that all these open jobs have in common, right? The Titans and the Falcons and the Raiders and the Patriots and whoever. They don't have good quarterbacks. They don't, they don't have top 20 quarterbacks. You, it's, it's really hard to win or have sustained success without a top 20 guy. All these guys that got fired, none of them have top 20 guys. You could argue maybe Pete Carroll, Geno Smith still top 20 maybe, but they were they made the playoffs last year, winning record this year. The Chargers have a top 10 guy. Nobody disputes that. That should be where you'd want to go because I don't care about the draft choices in Washington or New England. You could draft the guy, and it might be C.J. Stroud, or it might be Bryce Young. And you don't know which. Nobody does. It's a 50-50 proposition, it feels like. I'm going to the Chargers. I think they got lower expectations out there. The media is not that bad. And you have Justin Herbert and some other really good pieces around him. He's Ross Tucker. Have fun this weekend. Saturday night, Kansas City and the Dolphins. He'll be in the booth with Kevin Harlan. And then Sunday night, Rams at the Lions. So, uh, you know, you don't have to – you're walking the sidelines in a dome there. How much pressure is on Jared Goff in this game? Well, yes. First of all, I'm thrilled that I'm on the sideline indoors. I mean, Dan, that the first home playoff game in 30 years, that's going to be bananas. I mean, that's going to be a top five football environment of my lifetime. I think there's pressure on him because – of the fact that they're playing the Rams as much as anything else. And it's interesting when you hear his quotes this week, it, he's still not over it. So I don't know if that's a positive or a negative. <laughs> I don't know if that's like a, a chip on his shoulder, but he's a Cali kid who was playing in L.A. He loved it. He loved everything about California being out there. I think it still bothers him that he got traded to Detroit, and he really wants to show the Rams and McVay that they messed up. I don't know. Maybe that's great, and he goes out and plays really well, or maybe he tries too hard and turns it over a couple times. But there's definitely pressure on him. He'll be the guy next year, but if he really performs poorly, then the people in Detroit will start that conversation up again. Is he the guy that can get us to the next level in the postseason? Have fun this weekend. Thank you, Ross. Thanks, man. I will. That's Ross Tucker, Westwood One CBS Sports Analyst. (laughs) And you got the Lions who are hosting the Rams. And the Rams, to me, are almost uh, kind of equivalent to the Bills. That you just, you don't want to play them. Because they're, you know, they they lost, what, one of their last seven or eight games? And that was overtime to Baltimore? You know, the Rams are fun and dangerous. And you put them indoors in Detroit? Man, Detroit favored by three. And, you know, if you're Jared Goff, Jared Goff was... We're going to trade you. We made Detroit take your contract. It wasn't, hey, we want Jared Goff. It's, we'll make this deal. You have to take Jared Goff's contract. So you can imagine how he's going to feel. He'll have a chip on his shoulder for a long time. Uh, Will in Illinois. Hi, Will. What's on your mind today? Hey, Will. Thanks, Will. Uh, Buddha in San Francisco. Hi, Buddha. Nobody. Happy Meat Friday, boys. Happy New Year, Fritzy. Uh, remember, Dan, 6 a.m. in Vegas isn't necessarily early, DP. That could be pretty late sometimes. <laughs> but uh, 
Speaking of speaking of Vegas, Dan, I'm seriously having FOMO over the whole Vegas trip. DP, it's, it's a shame I can't make it as a I'm knee deep in opening a restaurant. I'm I'm actually I'm getting ready for you guys, Dan, when you come back to San Francisco. So stay tuned. But um, DP, I have a numerology nugget of a stat of a day for Fritzy. If uh, we all we all know what he does with all the he, how he gets with all the numerology things. So okay, Mark hit me with the OG stat of the day music. VP, Christian McCaffrey became the first player in NFL history to match his 2,023 yards from scrimmage to the year of the season, 2023, while wearing the number 23. What? Thank you, Buddha. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Take a break. More phone calls coming up. Big Mike Golick will join us next hour. Back after this. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. 
Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. NFL has reiterated this morning that they are not moving the game to Cleveland, the Buffalo Bills and the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are monitoring the situation. Do we have an update on the weather, like how bad it's going to be? We know Kansas City is going to be extremely cold, but Buffalo, it felt like there's snow and wind. Is that enough to move this game, Paulie? I have Saturday night in Kansas City. The high uh, and during the day is 7. The low at night is minus 9. Minus 9. Uh, game time, they said it should be below zero and breezy. Okay. Not still. What about Buffalo? Buffalo, I have predicted for the area, but it depends on what area, seven inches of snow. Yeah, but that's not enough to move it to Cleveland. I don't think people in Buffalo think that's a huge snowstorm. I don't think they do either. Plus, then I'm going to have this mass exodus with the Buffalo fans who then want to drive to Cleveland. I would think that their safety would be paramount here. That, how about we keep everybody in Buffalo? Right? I know it's going to be windy. They're going to have winds of, what, 30 miles an hour there in Buffalo? Correct. Okay, but that's not reason to move a game. It's called a home field advantage. Mike Golick, co-host of Gojo and Golick. He's not soft. You can find that on DraftKings Network. Also, Big Mike will be on the uh, call Sunday's wild card game. Westwood 1, Packers-Cowboys kickoff at 4.30 Eastern. What do you make of the weather conditions here and uh, what role they play in the outcome of either of these games, Kansas City or Buffalo, Mike? Yeah, they're not moving the game. I mean, it's the thought process of just what you said, Dan, having everybody, oh, yeah, it's a horrible snowstorm. Now get in your car and drive to (laughs) Cleveland. I mean, it makes zero sense at all. Uh, The high that day, the high on tomorrow in Buffalo is 44, and then the high on Sunday with the day the game is played is 28. Wind will have an effect, certainly the snow. We'll, we'll wait and see. You know, as far as Kansas City and Miami, um, it's going to be cold. The coldest game I ever played in was Windchill 10 below when I was playing for the Eagles. We played in the Meadowlands. And, Dan, you can't prepare for it. You, you, can't, you can't practice in it. You can't simulate what it's going to be like. You just have to go... Once you get there before the game, when you're going out there, it's now a question of, of is there snow on the ground or is there not? Is the ground just hard? What kind of cleats am I wearing? Sometimes in bad weather like this, you wear tennis shoes, in all honesty, if, the, if there's not like snow on the ground because your cleats won't, won't dig into the ground. So you'll go out and you'll check that out. Everybody has to be careful with their steps. Offense knows where they're going so you can turn a short play into a long play because the defense slips. It also... I loved bad weather because I was an average athlete and it brought everybody down to my level. <laughs> Miami is a Ferrari, and a Ferrari doesn't you know, run well in snow and cold weather. So the one thing I'll say, though, Dan, outside of players being used to warm weather and going to cold weather, the running attack for Buffalo with Mostert being back and Achan, 
I'm telling you, that could prove very beneficial for Miami. Success on the run, short play action passes to Waddle or Tyree Kill. So that's what I would expect there. And the other side, running the ball as well with Pacheco. Running games are going to become real important. Tight ends real important. And obviously, Casey, a big edge there with uh, with Travis. What is it like to go on the field and then in a cold-weather game and then you see that the offensive linemen don't have sleeves on? So one of the more stupid things I did in my nine-year career is I never wore long sleeves. And even in that game, you know, we thought this macho thing, which is so ridiculous, Dan, to sit there and think that a guy in professional football is going to look at another guy and say, he's not wearing sleeves, oh, God, I don't want to play against him, is just a ridiculous thought. Yet, we all did it as a D-line, I remember, in that game in the Meadowlands. And then we went in the locker room and came back out, and a few of the guys put sleeves on. They are like, screw this, I'm not doing it. I left them off, which was just ridiculously dumb. TV timeouts are the worst because you're standing there on the field kind of ready to go. The worst thing that happened to me there, this is back in the 80s, so they had like those engine, like jet engine heaters on the sideline that blew out the flames. I didn't wear gloves then, so I, I put my mouthpiece. Occasionally, I wore a mouthpiece. This game I did, and I kind of hooked it on my finger. And I remember not thinking my hands were freezing. I put them in front of the flame, and my <laughs> mouthpiece my mouthpiece melted around my finger. So, I mean, it, it was brutal. And back then, you know, that AstroTurf is horrific. You know, no matter where you're playing, this, again, was at the Meadowlands. I mean, it hurts like hell when you land. So, like I said, you can't prepare. You just have to go. And and unless you're heating your helmet on the sideline, don't ever take your helmet off because it's like a brick putting it back on. Let's look at these games. The uh, coaching, not vacancy, but coaching situation where a loss this weekend would open up a coaching vacancy with these teams. It's stunning, but, I mean, we talk about this all the time with the Cowboys, don't we? And yeah. you even heard Jerry Jones say it last Monday after they clinched the two slot is he was asked about McCarthy's future, and he said, we'll take it game by game in the postseason. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just stunning, but there's no other coach, I think, that's going to be on any kind of a hot seat uh, going on in these, into these playoffs save for I know they talked about Sirianni I don't buy that one bit I just think it's it's Dallas and I I I and again I don't know why but if for some reason they lose this game and I'm looking forward to calling it, it that might be the end for Mike which we, we've been talking about this every year right because they've been talking about it every year how are they going to replace Mike or when are they going to play replace Mike McCarthy we also talk about these teams like the Texans and um, Green Bay Oh, they have nothing. I mean, you know, nothing to lose here. But you do have something to lose. You have a playoff game. The Texans are at home. I know they're underdogs. And Jordan Love was second in the NFL in touchdown passes. He expects to play. I don't. I don't buy into that. And and you played in these games that where hey, we have nothing to worry about or nothing to lose. I'm thinking, but you still do. Don't I don't buy. I I, I agree. I don't buy into that at all. You know, you hear that term sometimes, you're playing with house money. No, you're not. You're in the playoffs. We've seen nine and seven teams get into the wild card and win the Super Bowl. 
So, I mean, it's all about getting to the dance and you have a chance. So I completely agree with you. Jordan Love in the last eight games is 18 touchdowns, one interception. Their offense is playing well. They got the, you know, the running back situation getting somewhat squared away with injury. They have the youngest basically set of wide receivers, but they're producing incredibly well. Their defense against, you know, the run, we'll see a little bit about that. It's been a little spotty if Pollard can take advantage of that. But I'm with you. And then CJ Stardin, what they've done, you know, first-year head coach, first-year quarterback, first-year play caller in Slowick, even on defense, first-year player in Anderson, seven sacks. But but their expectation, why the hell would they say, oh, God, we're happy to be here? Yeah. That's ridiculous because you don't know when you're getting back. Ask Dan Marino that one. You don't know when you're getting back, especially all the way to the Super Bowl like he went through. So, yeah, those guys do not feel that we're playing with house money situation now. We're talking to Mike Golick. Uh, he is the co-host of Gojo and Golick on DraftKings Network. And he'll be on the call the uh, Sunday wildcard game between the Packers-Cowboys on Westwood 1. What do you make of uh, the Bill Belichick Patriots parting and Gerard Mayo being promoted from within? Well, you know, good for Gerard Mayo and his agent had that written into his deal, right? That he was the next head coach. Yeah, listen, Dan, we've both been doing this long enough. We all know what mutual means, (laughs) right? I mean, Bill wanted to still coach and Pete Carroll wanted to coach in Seattle. But they were making moves, and I'm glad they ended it the way they did both ways, especially we're talking about New England now, uh, because sometimes you see horrible endings where someone's been there a long time and it's a bad ending and they never go back for a while. I'm glad they end, ended this one amicably. Um, I, I There's no doubt Bill would have loved to have stayed there. Bill will be coaching somewhere else now. And Gerard Mayo, listen, it's a linebacker world now, right? D'Amico Ryan's at Houston. You got Antonio Pierce maybe getting the gig to stay uh, with the Raiders. But this guy was a film junkie when he played, stayed, got there first, was there last, watched a ton of film in the offseason. Remember on his draft day, remember he was taking number 10 overall. He was raking leaves at his folks' place. He wasn't in New York. You know, I mean, this is just kind of a real blue-collar guy that will kind of carry on the Belichick way. I don't say the Patriot way. It's the Belichick way kind of carry it on but kind of hopefully modernize it as well so uh and they'll hit the ground run and they'll hire from within i'm sure from a gm situation so they're from from that transition they won't skip a beat but then they're going to have to do what most bad teams have to do they got to find a quarterback i'm wondering if playing for bill belichick is something free agents would want to do felt like they wanted to play for new england when tom brady was there because yeah. that guy was going to have them in the playoffs and maybe a Super Bowl, is if Bill Belichick goes to Atlanta, are free agents all of a sudden going to go, I want to go play for Bill Belichick? Dan, I don't think so. No. I mean, you saw what happened when Tom Brady went to Tampa. Free agents went to Tampa, right? Uh, as, as much as Bill is the GOAT, and Bill needs 15 more wins to pass Shula, and Tom is the GOAT, I have always said this, players have end up with more responsibility because they're the ones that have to execute the plays on the field. But what Bill has done has been fantastic. But we have also heard players say, you know what, I went there to win a title. Not fun, not a vacation spot. And and that's okay. That's okay. Not everything is fun in life. Um, but you had a great chance to get a ring, and that was the goal as a professional football player in the team aspect. So you had the chance there because of the team. Now he's going somewhere. If he does go to Atlanta, that's looking for a quarterback that's starting over a little bit. No, you're not going to get because you know he didn't, they didn't pay real well while, you know, to players in New England. They weren't, they weren't uh, about that. 
So I, I do think it will not be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go play for Bill because I'll, I have a great chance to win a title. It may take a bit. I was more surprised that Seattle and Pete Carroll moved on than I was New yeah. England and Belichick. Yep. And then even Vrabel, that was a little more surprising. That felt like it got personal between the owner and the coach, and maybe he was becoming a little too high maintenance. I'm, I'm trying to figure these, because Pete Carroll still wants to coach. Yes. And, and obviously Vrabel does. Which one was more surprising for you? Vrabel. Uh, Vrabel, they were both surprising to me, but... Uh, yeah, I hadn't really thought. I know there were whispers of the Vrabel situation because the last couple of years had been under 500 or, or and had been more struggles than what he had had, but I never heard anything about Pete Carroll. Uh, the Vrabel thing, uh, again, I agree with you. I think high maintenance and or wanted to have too much voice. The, the statement by, you know, um, the the owner now, Amy. Why, why I can't Amy Adams. Thank you, Amy Adams, because Bud was the owner when yeah. I was with the Houston Oilers. This is his daughter, Amy. I mean, you want to talk about a corporate statement? I'd even understand some of the words in there, but basically, the meaning was: we want to spread the wealth. We want to spread the you know the power in this organization, and we want to modernize it a little bit. And I think they don't feel that was happening with Vrabel. Um, obviously he'll get a job easily. And Pete Carroll kind of hanging on to that on his Wikipedia page. It already has. He's an advisor to Seattle. I think he'd rather be a coach somewhere. But Dan, this is the amazing thing. You got eight slots open right now. You have a 72 year old head coach, a 71 year old head coach. You have Vrabel out there. You have Dan Quinn out there. You have the possibility of Jim Harbaugh out there before you even get to the big time OC, O coordinators and D coordinators like the Ben Johnsons of the world. So it's going to be interesting where owners want to go with these older coaches who have had unbelievable success, or are you skewing younger given where we are kind of in the league now? This just in from Adam Schefter. Uh, the commanders are hiring the 49ers assistant GM, Adam Peters, as their GM. He uh, won Super Bowls while working in New England and Denver. He's been in San Francisco since 2017. So, uh, all right. You know, well, I mean, step but, one. But Dan, I, I think that's interesting because is the way of the NFL going that way now to how uh, Shanahan coaches, how McDaniel coaches, how uh, really Dan Campbell, but the old coordinator, Ben Johnson, where we're seeing a ton of motion and a ton of movement. That seems to be kind of the new way of the NFL. And with that movement from San Francisco to Washington, you wonder if that's what they want to get. Maybe even go to a younger coach. You know, they had that search committee out there that included Bob Myers, you know, from the Golden State Warriors. So I wonder if that's kind of a direction they want to go. Before I let you go, uh, give me the reason why Jim Harbaugh would stay at Michigan. Um, that's a great question. Uh, a bag, a big bag of money. Remember, he didn't sign his extension. Uh, so now, I mean, it's going to be whatever he basically, whatever he wants. I, I guess he would stay for comfort. You know, he's been there, what, nine years, three years now in the playoffs, and he'll make, he'll make it pretty easily every year now that you're going to 12, even if he doesn't win the conference. So the chance to just be comfortable there. But does he want to accomplish? 
you know, the what Pete Carroll did and Barry Switzer did and Jimmy Johnson did, national title and Super Bowl. Because what did he talk about? I can finally sit at the big table at my house with my dad, Jack, and my, my brother, John. Now he can be the head man at the table if he were to win a, a national <laughs> championship like he did and then a Super Bowl. What do you think he's going to do? I think he's, I think he's going to go to the NFL. I think he hired Don Yee, you know, an NFL guy. Um, I, I think he's going to make a move. I think he's going to get his choice, which you always look for where's the best quarterback situation. And that's with the Chargers. So I, I would think he, he's going to move on. Great to talk to you. Safe travels. My best to the family. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Dan. See you. That's Mike Golick, co-host of Gojo and Golick. And he'll be on the call. Westwood One Radio. Sunday's wildcard game between the Packers and the Cowboys kickoff at 4.30 Eastern. Uh, Jeremy in Michigan. Hi, Jeremy. What's on your mind today? Dan, 6-2-195, long-time listener, fourth-time caller. Two things. First and foremost, Dan, thank you for everything you've done for sports broadcasting. I'm going to miss you after you're gone, man. I'm getting emotional because you've been there all with me for the last 20-some years even from your ESPN days. Thank you. Second, I'm coming to see you guys in Vegas at the Fountain Blue, and I want to know if it's on the booking radar, and I know it's a football-centered show, if you're going to have any members of the 1990 UNLV running Rebels to come and join you guys. (laughs) Uh, I'm not sure, Jeremy. That Uh, would be awesome. I'm I'm leaving that up to Fritzy. I don't know who is still in the area that maybe we could have come in, but... uh, we look forward to seeing you in Las Vegas at the Fountain Blue. Tickets. I think we have tickets available for Tuesday and Wednesday. Now, we're going to see if we can expand. The big German is out there now doing what's called a site survey just to make sure we know how many uh, members of the audience we can have in there. But right now, uh, I think Monday, Thursday, and Friday might be sold out. Yes, he All I know is that if Stacey Ogman can be one of them, I'm all in. Because <laughs> that dude was a boss. He was a phenomenal college basketball Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Yes, Marvin. Let's go, LJ. I'm, so, I'm already amped. You want Grandma Ma, Larry Johnson? Dude, oh, yeah. what? I want Anderson wow. Hunt in there. What's oh. Anderson Hunt doing? Yeah. Like Anthony? Oh, Anderson Anthony. Hunt was just back on campus recently. He was honored uh, by the Rebels. Okay. We can get him there. All right. All right, let's take a break. If you're watching on Peacock, and why wouldn't you be? Uh, oh, I just saw the Italian beef sandwiches are out. Uh, I just saw Tyler take them off the grill. I smell them. And we got waffle fries for Fritzy. So uh, we'll uh, talk to you during the commercial break on Peacock. And uh, back after this, last call for phone calls, what we learn, what's in store right after this. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, 
you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on.